and welcome to the Glacial Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, and swearing. Of course, I am Nick Cameron, also of Glacial Musical, which is what this is. And I am joined by my good friend, uh, Keefe... I got nothing. Nothing. Uh, this is two in a row, two fumbles in a row. Bad I one apologize. last week. This one sucks. Just do better or don't, you know, just be like I'm joined by <laughs> Keefe. If you ran out of fucking creativity with this thing, then that's No, I, I totally forgot to think about it until... I don't deserve uh, any plaudits. I'm just Keefe. Everybody calls me Keefe since I'm five years old. Yeah, um, but I like I like funny things. So At um, Ghost Cult Keefe on the internet at Ghost Cult Mag. Thanks. Good to be here. Good to be here talking about Kiss. We are almost at the end of the year, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing great. It is great to have you. This is we are now here for the metal power hour of the week with hardcore podcasting. None of that's probably going to happen today. But if you are new, if you are joining us for the first time, because we are talking about the Kiss uh, saga of the seventies, and we'll get into that. Now, I just want to give you a little quick heads up and how we go and how we do, because we would love for you to stay for the whole time and like and subscribe. You know, all the stuff everybody else asks for. Uh, we start off with the intro, beer check, vinyl check, shirt check, news of the day, and then we chew the fat. And the fat is Kiss, middle of the 70s, 75 to 77. We're going to go uh, post alive through alive to today. Before we get to that, I am going to beer check. Today, I am drinking a parity error by Alpha Brewing in St. Louis. I'm going to go ahead and get Good my pot. pour. I'm impressed you saved the can. I'm really impressed you saved one for the show. I had four. That's, I had four. It's still admirable. So cheers. Cheers to you, my friend. That looks cool. Were you drinking that in a mason jar? Yes, I am. Eddie sauce somebody, jar? Because somebody has to. So I I have been saving spaghetti sauce jars. I'm feeling like we're heading into uh, sort of like a 1950s America soon, like a, a early 80s, like poverty and just like spam and a lot of lamb chops and a lot of mason jars and pickling and jellies and stuff. I don't know. I could be off. Hey, we're headed into a weird place and I'm just going to make sure that I've got stuff to deal with while I'm going. I don't know. When the going gets tough. I eat lamb chops. Weird GoPro. Or I buy uh, uh, Aldi's brand shepherd's pie. Yo, I am drinking a beer I have never had before on the show or never had before. Uh, yet another band beer, yet another Belching Beaver from Pacific yeah, California. I'm sorry, we, we never did the band show. Yeah, we well, I'm just going to drink all these band beers that I've been saving for half Yeah, go year. ahead. Because they're going to be shitty anyway. This is Deftones' Good Morning Beautiful, named for one of their songs. This is uh, not a huge uh, fan. I have to literally, I don't have my glasses on, and the print is very tiny on this, so extra light. This is a brown ale with uh, notes of coconut coffee and maple. I have no idea what the fuck this is going to taste like. I'm not a big brown ale person. 5.5% uh, alcohol by volume. Look at this beautiful can, though. And again, Belching be Beaver. Let me see. I didn't see. It's it's blue with like a similar mm. Deftones themed artwork plus the beaver. And um, yeah, they help, you know, they've collaborated on these beers. Apparently Belching Beaver are huge Deftones fans, uh, as am I. 
Uh, apparently, Alpha Brewing is in my one of my older zip codes. Okay. It's actually in a nearby zip code from where I'm sitting. It does smell very maple y. We're going to do the finger fudge pour as Nick has dubbed it into the glass. Look how brown or that mason, is. Or mason jar. Or mason jar. I never drink a beer this dark. This is going to be interesting. Let me get a look at that. Let me get a look at that and sugary the, maple business. The stout last. Oh, fuck. The stout. Oh. The stout. Yeah, it doesn't look like I'm going to enjoy it. The stout last week and now this. What is wrong with me? But I'm going to take a sip out of the can just because we're going to just go right in. Go right in because we. My, my mama taught me you close your eyes, you put your mouth down, and you just go right to Whoa. it. Whoa. Oh, God. We are. We're Amtrak already. Amtrak from now it's not, on. Am- it's it's not terrible. It's not my. It's I knew I wasn't gonna love this one, so I had this one first. It's like mm, from it's now right. on on the on the Glacier Musical Podcast, Amtrak means we're off the rails. If we're Amtrak, we're off the rails. So all right then, let's make that a thing. We're gonna start uh, seeing Amtrak ads. That's the problem with this. Go ahead. I fucking love Amtrak. It's great. Yeah, I do too. I've enjoyed. I've taken it as far as I've gone is uh, St. Louis to Minnesota. One of the greatest days of my life. Because really? it took a whole damn day. Okay. Uh, here's my vinyl check. I got a deuce for you this week. All right. You know your man is working hard. He's worth the deuce. Pink. Yeah, I got this for the family. Mostly for the wife. It was 15 bucks. Got it at Joe STL Records, St. Louis. It's a double disc. It's, uh, I think, a 2017, 2018 pressing. Nothing special. Apparently, he just found an old box of them somewhere and got it. And you know what? It's got a couple of good tracks. And I will honestly... Would love to see Pink live, but uh, she hasn't been to town in a minute, and her concerts are very loud. Or I'm sorry, very expensive. Now I don't know if they're loud or not. I haven't been. Now I have, I have. So a quick Pink anecdote: I saw Pink earlier this year at the same festival I saw Metallica at back in Memorial Day weekend, and hmm. uh, for her first performance in over two years. And she said, "I'm sorry if I'm shouting into the microphone. I've only been able to yell at my kids for the last two years." But she put on an incredible show. She did a whole medley of rock covers. I really wish she would do a straight up rock and roll album. She is like she she is rock adjacent. She, she is, is such a good voice. She does, and I love her. I I genuinely love Pink. And I, that I, record's. I, I'm going to tell you, I was a fan of that record when it came out. To full of bangers, can't. I was not, but I was. You're. Yeah, a couple she years was trying to be R and B, Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, a little harder, a little more street than even the pop princesses, and she mm-hmm. pulled it off. And then she got a, a certain amount of acclaim with that record and then decided like, oh, I have enough clout now to kind of just do what I want to do. And she broke what, through the mainstream in the pop. One of the things I like about her is she does not um, visually portray herself as a perfect goddess. In fact, she has songs about how she is not. So being you know, somebody who's sensitive to that kind of thing, it is nice to, to see somebody say, I like uh, much like Kelly Clarkson did. I am a human being. I am not, you know. Anyway, uh, I also bought something for myself that day. This one was thirty bucks, and I really should go back for another one for later. Boom. And that would be Slayer Seasons in the Abyss. I really thought this... it was going to be something horrible, so I was making a squinty lemon face. What? When have you ever You've thought had I've some ever... bad taste picks lately, and I'm just oh. I hate to offend my co-host. Today's gonna, gonna be some fighting on this podcast. It's gonna be a spicy Oh, yeah, we podcast. might as well get it. Might as well get it no, we're not we're, no, it's just like the gloves are all gonna drop the gloves, skate for a second around each other, and then just I'm oh, gonna, we're gonna grab we're gonna square up. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Nick's shoulder, pull the jersey into the, no, 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 the no. neck, you and then jab, the... jab, jab, jab. 
you grab the neck. Now I was taught to grab this like the side of you. No, you the grab neck the pulls neck, you to me and opens my face up to get punched. You, you hold him, and then what well, you're talking about a seat belting. You don't want a seat belt me for if gloves are off, no point. In well, seat I got belt. I got dinosaur arms. I have T Rex arms. I can't. I don't have reach. Well, then you do a jersey. And you're taller jab. than me. You do the jersey jab. You grab here and just yeah, lift it up. If I get you in close to me, then you can't get me, and I uh, have a shot at you. We're gonna I'm shorter than you today. It's go on. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's frankly, on, this is a hockey fight lesson from two dudes that have never been in one. So I've I never don't... been. I've skated badly. Was a pee wee goalie badly. Uh, could not skate to shit save my life. Little I wanted to be a goalie so bad, and um. You gotta be able to skate really well to be a goalie. A, a friend of my mom's, like the manicurist for my mom, used to date Ron Greshner to throw it oh. back to the eighties. How's that taste? That looks really delicious. This beer, I'm not gonna. It is. It. Uh, it's a little. It's a little fruity. Just the right amount of fruity. It's a seven percent okay. IPA. It's great. Uh, I'm gonna drop my shirt check. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah. No. A uh, Slayer. No. No notes. The one of the greatest records. That arguably is, the greatest record ever in metal. So like. Yeah. No. Uh, that is. That is inarguably Slayer's greatest record. Oh yeah. No question. Their best. Especially record. the especially the classic Slayer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my shirt check this week is Metallica. On a personal note, I am all Metallica up. This past weekend, I bought my seventy two seasons tickets. I pre-ordered 72 Seasons the record. If the world and the Lord or devil works in my favor, I am coming home with a copy of Beyond Magnetic on Friday. Fingers crossed. Oi. Uh, you had me until Beyond Magnetic. But um, let, me ask, you, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Gotta catch them all. Does Except the... Anger. Does the Does the purchase of the uh, concerts come with the 72 Seasons digital download? No, you Didn't can purchase it. You could purchase it so on Ticketmaster. So that's interesting because remember last Correct. time, it was very controversial when Hardwired came out. You bought tickets to the tour literally for years, and mm -hmm. every ticket came with a copy of the album. Now the tickets I... were hot. I received two CD copies of it for for Hardwired. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I believe this. It's and it's been five years since I made this purchase, but I believe I dropped about seventy five dollars, maybe ninety dollars, for two seats for one show. Hmm. This ticket was ninety two dollars, so it's the same price, except I'm in the cheapest seats. $92 plus fees. There's no cheap. They're in the round. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, but I'm 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 in section I'm in uh row U. Is this a re an arena or the football no, stadium? No, no, this is a football stadium. That's cool. This is the uh, the football stadium we have holds 65 in the seats. Maybe like 69 early, like an hour plus early to just wait online to get into the building through security all that shit. Yeah, it's 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 going to be probably at least 75,000 total for this show. Very cool. I agree, and I have invited Keithy to come with me. If we may, we may have to go take you up on it. I may have to. Um, I'm hoping to also see the tour before that, but I gladly will go twice. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, so that's your vinyl checks. Uh, your shirt check. We skip right over my vinyl check. Oh, I apologize. Fine. I'm a yeah. Kid. You do that. You do that sometimes. Uh, don't have a clever nickname for me. Skip me over on the on the vinyl check. That's fine. Should what should I do first? My vinyl check. All right, or my Keithy, shirt check? click track because you're always on time. 
Yo. What uh complaining like a mother. Um, shirt check first and then vinyl. What do you want? Yeah, that works for me. All right. My shirt check is just one of my favorite household beaters. This is my I want to believe X Files shirt. Can't really appreciate it, but everybody mm -hmm. kind of had that poster for about 10 years in the 90s. X Files, my favorite show of all time, bar none. I know David Duchovny was discussing in the media this week that he's open to coming back for yet another season. Jillian Anderson has said absolutely not under any circumstances that she want to revisit the show. I'd like to get a movie. They feel like they really never captured, except that first one, they really never they failed to capture. That second movie had the misfortune of coming out the same day as The Dark Knight Rises, or The Dark Knight, I forget which one. I think it was The Dark Knight. Really rough. And uh, quick, just uh, bad luck. Go ahead. But quick, yeah, so, uh, you know. quick X Files anecdote. Did not watch. However, they, you know, they would, they always chose real names of cities in, in each state, right? <clears throat> the Missouri episode they did was based in Creve Core, Missouri. And they showed Creve Core as this trailer park dump. And it pissed everybody off because Creve Core is one of the most expensive, uh, super high dollar white bread suburbs. It's one of the few places that has a Trader Joe's. Interesting. Um, you know. No Whole Foods though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, accuracy, they weren't necessarily going for it. Uh, first, six, I just thought it was funny. First five years of X-Files were shot in uh, British Columbia, Vancouver near Vancouver Island, and then the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, presumably, were all done in L.A. Uh, again, I didn't mind the return of the series. It was a rough ending, you know, kind of sloped down as the seasons wore on, but I liked that they came back for 10, was very good, 11 was all right, and uh, I'd much rather have a movie than a whole other season of, of television, especially if Jillian is not coming back. I'm not that interested, but... If she's not fun. coming back, how could anybody be interested? Well, she... It's not like it sticks without Dennis DeYoung. They screwed. Oh, they screwed her for a long time financially. She literally. No, I'm just saying. Why would anybody care? I wouldn't yeah, care. I, well, Duchovny is very, you know, popular and charismatic. Well, yeah, fair enough. Um, but okay, he's always playing him. He's like kind of like Jack Nicholson. He's always playing himself to a degree, mm. whatever role he's in. So, no shade for her for not coming back. I'm just saying, if I mm. am on, if I'm in that fandom. It's like Clerks, man. Clerks without, clerks without, well, I guess we can talk about it now. There cannot be a Clerks 4 because Dante is dead. It's just not a thing. You spoiled it, but yes. That's it was right. six months ago. Yeah. We never. We were supposed to do a whole episode on Clerks. We never did. Maybe we'll do an episode on Clerks music. Oh. Um, so my <laughs> vinyl check, unless you have something else. Nothing. I'm going to shut up. Vinyl check is, as I continue to go in order for stuff I bought this year. Same. Haven, Heavy Pendulum. As voted on by the uh, staff at GhostCultMagazine.com, which I run, the number two album of the year. Uh, this is a marvelous record. Uh, was also high on my list. Um, I think it was four on my list. Uh, so beautiful, gateful. Look at this incredible artwork. You know, the band has been through a lot of stuff at the death of their bass player, Caleb Schofield. And it's dedicated I to I love him. that, gatefold. Yeah, gatefold. Love that. Gorgeous. Uh, 14 songs, a little bit long, but, you know, they are worth it. And then there's uh, this vinyl came with some cool ass shit. So it's on a double vinyl. It first comes with this illustrated lyric book with this very cool matching um, muted matte yellow and more graphics that look like the artwork in the gatefold, right? And then let's take a look at the beauteous vinyl, which only came, I think, in a paper sleeve. I can see that from here, and that is. See it from here. 
Oh. Again, I like the color. Vinyl. It's like Sarah Palin in Russia. I can see it from my house. Yeah. Um, Got to get political sometimes. They are, yeah, they're having a very bad week. Um, or very bad year. Uh, shout out to uh, Senator Raphael Warnock for keeping his senator's senatorial seat. Well, we're shouting out real quick. If I could shout out a uh, friend of the show, Danny Nichols. Mm. Dick checked out his uh, Beckmork CD this week. Okay. As I had mentioned, he gave me three CDs. I checked out the first one, uh, Torchlight Parade. Really dug it. I'm not, I, I, it's very different. So I'm not sure how I feel about it compared to the first. The first was an amazing record. So, but this one, Beckmork, it's a bless, it's his attempt at Swedish black metal. It is far more experimental than the first one. So with both of these these bands, the second record is much different than the first. So it's it's taking time, but it definitely definitely interesting. You should link me the Bandcamp. Will uh, do to Beckmork if I said that correctly. I think so. And that sounds like a dark funeral kind of thing. So I might be well, into it. Real quick, quick story. Uh, take 30 seconds. At a soccer match, uh, Danny and I went to FC St. Louis, our old uh, USL team. He's like, oh, yeah, I got this band that I want you to check out. They're a pretty cool black metal band. He hands it to me. Doesn't tell me that it's him. He's like, what'd you think of that Beckmork thing? I'm like, really? I really think it's like, it's me. So. Cheeky bastard. Clever. Uh, do we have a lot of news to discuss this week? Do you, we talked about your Metallica news. Is there anything you really like to? I guess Metallica things. has their uh, charity concert this week, which yeah. you can watch for free on YouTube, MTV, and Paramount Plus. So I'll be Just watching. A couple quick things. Friday oh, at five thirty Pacific. A uh, couple quick news items. One, we talked about the Roger Waters lockdown sessions that dropped today or yet dropped yesterday as we record this <clears> on <throat> the thirteenth which makes no goddamn sense. It was a Tuesday. We don't do Tuesdays anymore. And as expected, it is reworkings of old songs. It is six tracks, 40 minutes. I've seen some sites calling it an EP. It is not an EP. 40 minutes is an LP. Shut up. It's it's 20 minutes each side. That That's an LP. That's Led Zeppelin. That's an LP. But it uh, what it's six songs, five of them being Pink Floyd, three off the wall, two off final cut and one track the bravery of being out of range which is one of my absolute favorite roger waters tunes from amused to death is on there they are stripped down largely acoustic i was upset till i listened i am gonna definitely buy that when i can get a vinyl copy of it the other news item aside from you know the metallica thing which is still growing and bigging and is uh rex pulled out of a couple of pantera shows and it turns out he has COVID. So they have a backup waiting in the wings. I guess when you're in a band where half of the members are replaced, you can just have understudies. So looking at the future, and that is all my news for the week. Yeah, so uh, I would probably, I'm not trying to cast aspersions, but I would guess that Rex is probably not vaccinated. But that's fine at this point. Well, some people are just not going to do it. Uh, his backups were Derek Engman, from Scour and formerly of Cattle Decapitation, as well as Bobby Landgraf, who is an associate of Down and a former guitar player and bassist in Down. So um, he's a tech for you know bands as well. And yeah, it's like uh, James Hetfield said, if you're a tech, learn shit, know your band songs, know your stuff. So um, and like I said, Charlie Benante, who I adore because he's an Anthrax, one of my favorite bands, 
has perpetual hand and wrist issues. So, you know, there's always somebody waiting in the wings to spell. Well, him if he keeps I mean, up. we're. It, it hurts me to say this, but we're talking about some old dudes. Mid 50s to 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Rex is the oldest member of Pantera, by the way, by quite a few years. He was older than both the brothers. He was a year ahead of them in high school. Well, uh, older than Philip. I want to say Daryl was 15 when the first one was done. Hmm. 15 or 16. And Vinny was three years older. Yeah. And so Rex would be 19 at that time. So yeah. he's yeah, he's a little older. Uh speaking of Pantera, just briefly, as I predicted, everybody was upset about the Metallica Pantera shows. Oh, I don't have a choice. I have to go to this a lot of money. Pantera has been announced as the headliner for Incarceration Festival. Pantera has been announced for one of the Danny Wimmer festivals, Rock Welcome to Rockville, along with Tool, Slipknot, and Avenge Sevenfold who is imminently going to announce an album at this point. So uh, very interesting. Also back from the dead is Kamira celebrating 20 years of their uh, impossibility of reason album, I believe. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, Blue Ridge rock festival also will have Pantera as a headliner. They're not, you know, they're just starting to roll out their announcements and they were really like the first fest to do the big reunion things last year they had kitty shadows fall saliva and god forbid they already have a fly leaf this year coming back reunited they have cold Wait, the real fly leaf fly leaf with lacey sturm she's back in the band they're i saw moving. them on the first tour without her they're moving yeah i mean they've done very well without her and she didn't want to be in the band anymore and yeah but she was so much better she they are much better together they're going to make new music apparently like at least an ep so they're very energized by the the fans were like Holy OMG. Crap. And a lot of yeah. bands are doing like, you know, we hear about the silent quitting in America now. And I don't know about the rest of the world, just like I'm just gonna quit quietly bat and not show up anymore. Bands are doing the I'm taking my band off of my Instagram, and that's a sign they're out of the band. So conversely, as bands reunite, they start dropping breadcrumbs to their fans, like not even a photo of the reunited band because photos are hard right now with the pandemic. But interesting enough to see all these bands coming back together. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, and then some bands that never went away or some bands that kind of are, you know, sort of stealthy, um, stealth reunions, like Bleeding Through Never Break Up, but they're not full time anymore. But then they have a little bit of touring and a new release of music. And it's like, oh, that's pretty cool put a new single out this year. So like, you know, I'm with these reunions. I know nostalgia gets a bad rap from people older and oh, younger. It's than a hell us, of a drug. But, you know, people like it. It's not always worth it. I watched, I would give uh, definitely a testicle to go see God Forbid with Shadows Fall uh, somewhere. And I have told Lamb of God, like, listen, you have one job in the next couple of years. I interviewed Willie from Lamb of God Flex. And I told him, dude, please, like, 2023 2003 let's get shadows fall god forbid lamb of god and kill switch engage to tour together just make it happen or do your own festival somewhere like in richmond but make it happen and he's like i'll work on it i promise so um i don't really have a lot of other news but just um you know we're bearing down to the end of the year and uh not a lot of records coming out but the first couple of big records for next year will be obituary in catatonia just throwing that out there i didn't know obituary had one coming they have a brand new record and imminently releasing early in january so very exciting. very cool very cool well i if you are good very good let's truck it on it's time to cut that steak
So, as we left Kiss in 1976, I believe. Six-ish. Yeah, it was six, because they toured into spring of of, uh, 76. My Cobo Hall DVDs are on the Alive Tour in January, so. The word on the street going around the industry is these clown-faced nut-bar jackasses that had a major hit with a stupid song about nothing, rock and roll all night, are headed into one-and-done territory. And frankly, they have a point. We we're, we're talking about 1975 to 1976. At this point in time, music is going into a more serious direction. Prague is happening. Pink Floyd is exploding. Led Zeppelin is moving into the, I believe, Houses of the Holy Era. And Black Sabbath is kind of run its course at this point. They are now into stupidity. We are about to hit sabotage and technical ecstasy and then just all kinds of awful. And we are, the eras ran different back then. So we are kind of at a cusp. Alice Cooper is about to drop Welcome to My Nightmare, which it's like Kiss, but more serious, which is kind of weird if you think about it. So what do they do? They think to themselves, huh? We don't want to be a one-shot deal. We want to be serious. We want to be taken fully. We want to be Led Zeppelin. We want to be the Stones. So they do what Alice Cooper's always done. They call Bob Ezrin. And it's time to talk about Bob Cocaine Brains Ezrin one more time. You want to talk about a dude that's snowblind all day long? Peter Chris talked about how he couldn't keep up. To Bob Ezrin's cocaine habit. Bob Ezrin is on record that basically half of the 70s were written by the Schneef. It, it is what it is. You know, it he he was good then. He takes Kiss. He puts them through musical boot camp. He makes them do all these things. And then, okay, let's do the track by track first because I want to discuss... I want to discuss this backwards. By the way, just for listeners, that will be the high point of the podcast at this point. And Nick's segments when he has control of a con is the greatest thing ever. I'm just going to leave that out there and apologize in front for what is to come in a few minutes. But like, Wait, what, is, did I, what did I do? What you did was you're always brilliant at the table setting. When you oh, don't, thank you. I just mute myself and let you go. And you always never, you never disappoint and you always rise to the occasion. Well done, sir. Thank you. And you always fill in the wonderful holes and give the journalistic business of the things that I can only pretend to. Oh, be. the bullshit is coming. Trust me. It's going to be a fight in a second. Oh, I know. We're, we're, we're going. We're going. Go for so it. Go with this track by track. track. We're, okay. we're talking about Destroyer. Right? Destroyer. So you didn't correct. say the name of the album. Yes, I, I um, thought I did. Well, whatever. You didn't. I have some Maybe. thoughts. I have some I Googled thoughts. it. I have many thoughts. I listened to this album three times this week. Woe is me. And um, go for it, bro. Sorry about that. Had a bit of a uh, a laggy business. Uh, the woe, I assume, was when I spilled a little beer on my cheek. I'm drinking out of a goddamn mason jar. I'm sorry. Okay. So we are going to start with, here's how we're going to do this, right? Detroit Rock City. Perfect song. No notes. Thoughts? 
busted me trying to refill my beer. Sorry, uh, bud. Detroit Rock City is great. And it's it's pretty damn great, I have to say. Uh, it is one of the best Kiss songs ever. Agreed. It is. I'm, I'm a little tired of it, but I can't. Somewhat argue inspired it. by a true story. Inspired by yes, it's inspired. It's like Mitch. It's like Mitch Hedberg said. It, it's it's based on a true story. It inspired me to write this. It's... I I don't like Quiet Down, San Francisco. I don't like the highway is right near my house. I don't like that they went back in during the it was either the remaster recently and the paul changed the lyrics that was those lyrics changes were on originally double platinum right i'm not you gotta a, lose your life in detroit it's on double platinum it, well, it's not just it's a going fast doing 95 mm-hmm. he said going fast down 95 now kisses from new york city mm. ace freely has crashed his car on 95 i 95 multiple times Including the infamous Yonkers Fender Bender, yeah, literally at the things. intersection of ninety five. Ace does the things over and over. Yeah, just like his guitar solos. Yo, mm-hmm. um, but listen, like, I don't like that he did that. But there's a there's a really great like. We're not uh, talking about the remix. We're talking about the ridge. I know, I know, but it just irks me. I always, yeah, I, hear you. I always, even though I know ninety five runs nowhere near Detroit Rock City. I like going fast down 95 because I could relate to it as a kid. I like doing 95 I didn't have a car. All right. Makes sense. Uh, ultimately, a great song. And probably one of the signature sounds of the band is that good pre-guitar solo. Oh, yeah. Thematic motif guitar solo. Which Ace Fraley didn't write. I know. Paul. Paul no. Wrote. Bob. Oh, is it Bob? Okay. He hummed it and said, play that. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's a there's like a thing where Paul is teaching it to Ace, which is interesting that Paul picked it up before Ace. But anyway, continue. You know, as much as everybody wants to tell you Ace is the musician, that's Paul. Yeah. Uh, next, we go to King of the Nighttime World. Not a bad song. A little bit silly. Uh, but what we have gotten so far is Kiss is doing a bigger sound, a more symphonic sound. Not that this is remotely symphonic, but more symphonic than say Dress to Kill. Uh, a little mm. tired of this song, a little yeah. squiffy. It, I, uh... I always liked this song. It was a really good number two track on the album. I even as a child, I knew Headlight Queen meant chicks. Like he's talking about boobs and women. I didn't um, realize that. No. Yeah, yeah. Or like who's at the front of the stage? But like I think he Fair. meant boob, booby chicks. And uh, Gene, man, and Gene and Paul love the boogie rock. Man, they love to write rolling bass lines and riffy, riffy riffs. That compliment rolling bass lines. I don't know if they just got hooked on Black Dog and never came back, but like Gene will write a hundred songs with the do 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 do. Oh yeah, the same bass line is rock and roll night over and over again, and he plays them well. Plays them well. Uh, next track, God of Thunder, truly amazing. One of Kiss's top five tunes. Maybe their best uh, song. It is not uh, the story Gene tells about how. Paul said it's anybody can write a Gene Simmons song about evil creepiness because there's no evil and no creepiness in any of Gene's songs ever except Almost Human. Well, I mean, like, there's some... Evil supernatural. Creepy, oh, okay. Evil supernatural. Like, yeah, super superhero stuff. Yeah, that is I'm not a thing. I'm talking about Gene is yes, he's and the chick is 12. However, yeah, yeah we'll get there. However, there is a myth believed by KISS fans the world over the demon songs 
There isn't one. Not one. The word demon has been uttered twice in Kiss Tunes. One written by Paul, one written by Gene when he was trying to be scary. 20 years later. Thoughts? God of Thunder. The most covered Kiss song probably besides Hard Luck Woman and Beth. It, it, arguably the best Kiss song possible. Riff is great. Lyrics are great. Atmosphere. Bob Ezrin's Children on a Walkie Talkie. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Literally, it's perfect. the album cover has come to life on God yeah. of Thunder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about the artwork later, but yeah. Let's uh, flip the record. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, no, actually, let's flip the record because Great Expectations, one of the top bottom five Kiss tracks in the Terrible entire. song. Don't understand why. They ripped off uh, Beethoven. Was it Beethoven? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did not credit Beethoven. It credited themselves. It's kind of like incredible that an actual record label allowed this. Uh, well, Bob it's, totally it's, knew what they were time, doing. It was, yeah, I mean, at that point. Nobody was checking. Was I can't I can't imagine somewhere out there, Deutsche Grammophone, who owns the rights to everything. In well, they still own it? That's not fair use yet? I don't know if that stuff was ever fair use because okay. it well, might have what? been copyrighted in the last 50 years anyway. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now, we've spent too much time on this song. It sucks. Yes, let's a flip the record. Flaming Youth, not bad, not great. It's all right. Sweet Pain, can do without. Shout it out loud, amazing harmonies, vocal harmonies, instrumental harmonies. Pianos, everything. Do you think Shout It Out Loud was their attempt to make another rock and roll all night? Because it's sure the first time they tried to make rock and roll all night. Yeah, it's the first time they tried to remake it. We'll get to more. It's a great song. They've opened a lot of concerts with it. It's seen it many times. It's it's a great concert opener and one closer. Beth, let's put a pin in that. Not much talk about. We're gonna we're gonna come back. Put it. We're putting a pin. Uh, Do You Love Me? Great Paul Stanley tune. Another one of those Fake It Till You Make It songs. Great drum beat by Peter Chris, and I don't say that much. Great song. Love that one. Now, this album started off as a commercial failure. I have have another angle about this, but I'll let you go. Go ahead. So it started off with, you know, they dropped one, they dropped um, I I forget the order of the singles. Let me check it out here. Oh, uh, no. King of the Nighttime World. Oh, shout it out loud. Nobody cared. God of Thunder. Nobody cared. Right. This is following alive, which is right. a huge following one of the biggest band in the and world. And Rock and Roll Night is a radio single. Yeah. Right? And big, top, and like hit. it's their first hit single. Platinum single. Right. Platinum single, which is like they didn't even have a single plan, then they had to go press one. Right. So shout it out loud. Fail. God of Thunder. Fail. Flaming Youth. Fail. Yeah, it was a Detroit Rock fail. City. Fail. Right. But on the backside of that is Beth. Which becomes a de facto single, which I'm I'm going to refute Gene's assertion that he strategically placed I strategically placed Beth on the backside of Detroit Rock City, so they would have to play it. I never heard him say that, but I've totally heard him. It's it's in history. He's a moron. It does not real. He just made that up to give himself retroactive credit for this. Like Kiss snatches victory from the jaws of defeat. Oh, completely. Completely. Again. This is this is uh you know Coop Cooper whacking the you know shooting the ball in basketball to win the Denslow Cup. It just it just was an accident. It happened. Thank fuck it did. Yeah. So Beth happens. Beth is a thing. You know not, Beth is not 
yeah, it's not my favorite song. It is the least kiss kiss song they have ever done. So well written, well done. Did you I mean do you have Beth Oz of 45? Because I did. I did not. I, I, I was only like one. I love it wasn't Peter even Chris. one. I, love I was Peter six Chris. months old at this point. I love Peter Chris and I was obsessed with Beth as a child. Obsessed yeah. with it. Obsessed with it. For me, um, for me, my memories start at Dynasty. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. I never remember listening to even Detroit Rock City. Now, like obviously, Kiss was constantly on rotation in my house because of my brother. We won't talk about him, but at least I got Kiss from him and a few other things. But like, yeah, like Beth was ubiquitous, man. It was everywhere. Peter's got a great voice. Sounds like Rod Stewart. We'll come back to that again. Again, we will. We're going to come back to that but, in but he, five so he, minutes. This is here's the thing. Here's really quick. This is worth talking about. So Kiss, flatlining career, fluke alive. Fluke. fluke. A complete fluke. fluke. Not, they can say it was planned. They shaped the generation. Planned. They changed the music history forever with the live albums. But it was a fluke that it worked. That was a, a that was a Doug Flutie. A, <laughs> Flutie Flakes, man. Complete Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. I get that they were on tour because of the demand of the single and the album and plat two platinum releases basically back to back after nothing, right. no sales. And then those records start being repressed and sold. And the Kiss sort of aura begins right. to grow. But here's the thing. They did not come prepared for Destroyer, even with Bob. Nope. Because either they were too fucked up on drugs and alcohol, which they started to be, and again, not Gene and not Paul, but Ace and Peter, but also they didn't really come in prepared for the record because Ezrin rejected 95% of what they demoed, rejected it, rejected it. And these songs are worse than the worst three that made the record. These are all worse. Half Some of them come record, back later. I mean, honestly, half this record is bad for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this was their most important record of their career, right? It like, is still for the most. It is still the most important. It's the record. biggest selling Kiss record, besides just if you just take out Beth, it's still the biggest selling Kiss record of all time. It has what are considered to be three or four classic Kiss songs, top five Kiss songs, top ten Kiss songs. Oh, yeah. The rest of the record is Drek. It's unlistenably bad sometimes. I they had this on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, and they, I sold it for a dollar. They didn't come prepared this record like why i understand about the demands and the time and the tour 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 get back out and tour get back out and tour get back out and tour the records and shirts are selling get back out and tour i totally understand it but they didn't come prepared their life was i guess they felt like our life is not on the line anymore whatever we put out next will be okay that's Probably. why bob put them into music school he literally did sight yes he did like taught them rhythm and how to listen to songs actively and all kinds of things that i learned in school but it's like why didn't they come better? Why is half this record record written by Stan Penridge and Kim Fowley, who's a rapist and, and horrible, Ezrin. and Bob Ezrin, who's a coke freak and like he's a genius, but he's a coke freak? Like, why did they not come prepared for their own record? It's really baffling. Here's the fact of this segment, and I, I hopefully we can move on. Uh, they at this point in time, they spent a month in the studio which is twice as long, which is as long as they spent on the previous three records. And they still came out on the, on the short end of the stick in my mind. Some great tracks, but I mean, as equally good as God of Thunder is, is just as bad as Great Expectations is. 
it's it's mind-blowingly bad um i I just i i just felt like destroyer deserves a little more talk time than the other two fair so if you felt like this went a little long i'm sorry but i'm just no other band in the history of bands has been like oh you know we almost punted our whole career and we got our ass saved by a fluke twice let's not come prepared for the next full record like i've never heard of that fair fair never completely fair. i'll stop there but just like great great point thank you for making that point cheers to you mason jar i'll drink one more of the sip of this gruel and like dude it's a nice stout just i know i'm just not a stout person Mm. all right so they go on tour 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 kiss at this point plays the st louis keel auditorium i believe for the first time don't quote me there is video on youtube's it's in black and white so i've never watched it they come up with, in my opinion, their coolest stage. However, most of the really cool shit you could not see because each section of the stage on the floor was based off each member's uh, persona. However, no one could see it, so that was a waste of money. Great work. Uh, the cool effects they used didn't work, so they got rid of them. And they do their tour. They play their first stadium show in Anaheim, which probably everybody listening to this and watching this on YouTube has already seen. Check it out if you have not. Flo and Eddie, Kiss Destroys Anaheim. It's out there. Now, we, so they go, their biggest hit is Alive, followed up by Destroyer. Ezrin, Kramer, Kramer, Ezrin. What do they do? They got to go to one of them. They go to the easy man, Eddie Kramer. Love Eddie Kramer. Amazing work. However, this man is not going to take your songs and improve them. He is going to take your sound and improve it. There's two kinds of producers. Neither one is better than the other. However, if you are the kind that is going to go to the producer who's going to make you sound great, you better come in with songs. And let's see if they did. Oh, also, this was recorded in an aircraft, uh, an airplane hangar. God damn, I've lost my perspicacity. This was recorded in an airplane hangar in order to get that live sound because Destroyer... Let's be realistic, okay? Take off Beth. Destroyer's a failure. Period. You take off Beth. This is this is failure dropped off the label into oblivion. So they smartly realize they got to do something different. They go back to Eddie, who recorded them, who got them to sound great, including several perhaps overdubs, maybe. Depending upon whom you ask. Lots of them. Lots of them. So they record Rock and Roll Over. All right. Anything you need to follow up on that? Because they're just jumpers. I mean, they're just little water bugs. Um, Rock and Roll Over was my first vinyl record ever, bought with my own money. Rock and Roll Over remains my favorite kiss anything ever. Okay. I'm sorry. I think a lot of it is underrated. Over the test of time, it is improved. Mm. They came in with better songs than they did for Destroyer. That's inarguable. Is it their best, you know, like, is it still a competent record on some standards? No. However, they knew they had to, they knew they didn't have Ezrin and other people that Ezrin can get to come write you a song. True, true, fall back on. So they had to come in at least marginally better prepared. However, what they also did was repurpose a lot of stuff that was rejected from other records and even Wicked Lester and stuff, still somehow finding a way seven, eight years later to make it onto a record. It doesn't 
quite tr- like it's lazy shit for a band whose entire life is riding on this. But like at the same time, now with two platinum Let's, records uh, and a platinum single in a row. As I lead the track by track this time, yeah. I'm going to drop the writers. But yeah, by the way, Kiss Destroyer did go gold in eight months without Beth. So like, it's not that it was like dead as a record. There was an effect, you know, let's just talk really quick. There's an effect. When you have a hit record, usually people just go buy your next record sight unseen. Right. This is before you could listen to records. It was almost right. no way, except for radio singles, it was almost no way to judge a record until you bought it. Beth was five months, by the way. Maybe. I don't know. I seem to According recall. to Wiki, which okay. we as we learned with should not do. But I'm yeah. I'm going off of just my knowledge of the band and my history following them. I didn't quite go to the wiki this week, but I listened to these records a lot and I relied on my memory and I didn't go to the wiki much. I'm just using the I didn't watch history over and uh, but, uh I do I do like yeah, like yeah. This this record actually got gets better with age, unlike most kiss things, except revenge. So that's I'm gonna, I disagree. I disagree. Um, but you know, I, I've never liked this one and it has not improved for me. Okay. You know, it starts enough. off with I Want You, written by Paul. Perfect, great, no notes. It's a banger. End of story. Take me is crap. Written by Paul and his choreographer, Sean Delaney. Let's talk. Can we talk for a second? We have a second to talk about Sean Delaney because we didn't talk about him yet. A little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Sean Delaney. Is kind of like, a, you know, had his own unsuccessful bands. He was a singer. Mm-hmm. He ends up being an associate of a coin, uh, a coin and Bogart. Uh, and a coin's partner for a number of years. Yeah, his partner. Uh, and um, Sean ended up like the more he gets involved with Bill and Neil, he gets more involved with Kiss. At first, uh-huh. he's just at first, he's just their tour manager. Then and and guitar tech and things. No, then he started. He started off as choreographer. Yeah, he started like he literally beginning. Sean Delaney. If you love Kiss or you make fun of Kiss, this thing from from Strutter. Sean Delaney invented that move. He taught it to them. He all their moves, but he really taught that move. That's what he should be remembered for. He literally gave them. The panache to, to to three guys who can't dance to literally dance to the riff in unison. It's right. brilliant. It's part of every Kiss show. Everyone expects it. Uh, Sean Delaney ends up co-writing songs on Kiss records. He and for the record, you know, I, I made the the flippant comment. The choreographer he wrote he co-wrote some bangers with Ace. You're gonna yeah. He wrote most of Ace's solo record. He wrote most of uh, Paul's solo record with Paul. He is an indelible member of history. Oh yeah, he's, San Francisco he's, is having an issue number, tonight. Musically speaking, on stage speaking, he's number. He's Kiss number five. And he also uh, helped their eventually help with their design of their stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, you got to give this guy a tremendous. He might have failed in his own career, but he is. Hey, well, those who can't teach. Yeah, well off because of what he was able to give to Kiss. And correct. Kiss, so. Correct. So um, um, go continue, continue. I'll stop. Uh, take me is terrible. Take me is pretty terrible, yes. Uh, moving on to Calling Dr. Love, Gene Simmons's last legitimate classic in my mind. No, because everything, everything going forward of his that's classic is co written often by Vinnie Vincent mm. or Bob Dylan or Lou Reed. So work that out. Great track. Uh, Ladies' Room, holy shit, this is terrible. Kiss is a one note pony, man. They got not a lot of depth except for Black Diamond in their whole history. 
and Detroit Rock City. They are not good storytellers. Well, he he found a gear that I didn't know he could find. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty shit. Pretty shit. Uh, Baby Driver. This is how you close a record out. You want to make you make the the, the listener want to break it. Great work, Peter Chris. Oh, stop. and so Stan Baby Driver. I'm gonna come in and argue. Baby Driver. You argue. It's fine. Gets a co-write because Penridge and Chris. Right. Broke, I'm sure it's a Chelsea. The song that became Beth. A, a Chelsea and, uh, and it's a Chelsea reject, but you may think it's a shit song, but actually, if you like know Peter's origins and not just his bands that he's been in, but the stuff that he really loves, Peter would rather be a yacht rock jazz guy than be a rocker, and that's yeah. actually the truth. And Baby Driver is not I, a terrible I, song. It's got a I've passable. heard of solo records. Yeah, I know. I love. Don't next week we're gonna fight so hard. Something but we're, we'll I, I think Baby Driver is at least decent. It's not terrible. Okay, uh, we can disagree. That's fine. We're gonna flip the record, and I think we're hope. I got. I hope we agree. Uh, love them, leave them. Jesus, fucking Christ. Uh, root. What was it? Ladies' room was a, a low gear. This is a transmission drop. He didn't. Paul drop did beat. not, except for I want you and Hard Luck Woman. Paul really struggled with this. this is his one of his worst records. No, this is a Simmons tune. Is it? I thought it was Paul. No, no. And not only did Gene write this song, sing it, and get it on the record, Ace played a pretty kicking solo with a little bit of semi uh, fretboard tapping, but he Mm. just dropped the transmission on this one. I mean, the transmission is behind the car. It's a shitty song. Yeah, moving up to Mr. Speed, another track by Stanley and Delaney. Not terrible. Pretty decent. It is terrible. Oh, no. It's all right, man. It's actually got a very good catchy chorus. I like it's the chorus. better than love them and leave them. It's better than the other two. Fair. Okay. Next, we move on to see you in your dreams tonight, which is later repurposed. We'll get back to that. Eh, the repurpose mm. is better. Hard luck, woman. I mean, what can you say? It may not be your cup of tea. It's not mine. The lyrics are odd. However, it's a well-written, great rock yacht rock tune. Hard luck, hard luck. Well, first of all, it's country, it's a country song, it's country rock. It is, uh-huh. you know, like a result of Hotel whatever California. it is. It's, 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 it's top. It is an incredible, do you say it sucks? It's an incredible mm. song. What's wrong with you? Top notch. I said, oh, I said, no, top okay. notch. you said sucks. It's an incredible yeah. song. I do think they were really hoping one of these things with Peter was going to jump off to be a hit song again. Look, they were trying again. They, they rewrote Rock and Roll All Night. On hard the- look. Hard Look Woman is maybe a better song than Beth. I got to be honest. Destroyer, they rewrote Beth on Rock and Roll Over. I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah. It is a better song than Beth. It's a great song. And I have to, sh- that- I love the uh, Garth Brooks cover. Is actually oh maybe God, the best cover of any Kiss song ever. It, yeah, it's ama- truly amazing. And then we get to uh, Making Love, which, oh, fuck me. With a slight good, lyrical change, is not riff, terrible. Good riff. Rest of the song sucks. Good yeah, riff, though. You- that, like, very crunchy. Paul writes some riffs, man. He doesn't get enough credit as a guitar player in a song. Okay, I, I, like some I would of these, agree with that. Half this how... record also sucks, but the half that's really great is actually better than Destroyer in most cases, except for God of Thunder. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, lyrically, Making Love is probably the worst Kiss song. Ooh, that's hard. We should do a whole based on, on worst no, Kiss lyrics. Based on what he says. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, we're gonna get to some awfulness again here momentarily. <laughs> uh, 
So then they go on. I, I do. I do love rock and roll over though. Like as like his really, I love the record. I know. Half not it, not but... my favorite. It's it's got a couple. It's got three good tunes, which is low for the Kiss bar. But I, that's me. I'd say four or five. But okay, Fair. that's uh, you know it's personal taste. They then move on into the tour. Another strong tour. Ace is electrocuted in Florida. Kiss plays the Budokan, sells it out for six nights. Great stuff. There is an HBO concert special. Yes, kids, there was a time when band concerts were played on television in some from time to time. Oh, band concerts are going to be just mentioned. Band concerts are going to be played this week on television. Uh, Metallica. YouTube. Be on television. Yeah, but still, it's television. Like well, Paramount Plus is television. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, MTV yeah, yeah, yeah. is television. Right. It's on MTV. Okay, okay. I, television. I, I, my... YouTube is television. Like TikTok is television. Like it's all television now. Fair. I, I withdraw my pedantry. So I've never done that. You get that. You're the first person ever to get that. Nick's pull-out game is weak, but not tonight. Whoa, fuck me. Uh, and I only got one kid. Sometimes. Whoa. Uh, can we move forward? You can. Uh, <clears throat> put a pin in Budokan. We're going to come back to that in 10 minutes. Let us crush uh, Love Gun. Love Gun, significantly speaking, may bring back Eddie Kramer. Can we can we just say one thing? So, um, Destroyer, Ken Kelly, mm-hmm. I forget the guy's name. Rock and Roll Over, incredible album cover, and it came, my favorite came my favorite also came with the sticker of the cover that you could put on things. Imitated by many other bands, including Audrey Horn and Kiss, uh, and Audrey Anthrax. Horn and Anthrax, yeah. famously on their uh, Kings of Scotland. But yeah, br- brilliant artwork, Love Gun, amazing. Incredible! Amazing. Is that back? To I'm, I'm sorry, talking about rock and roll over. Oh yeah, sorry. So rock and roll over. Yeah, but also Love Gun is next, and that album cover also. Their art. They finally like unlocked the key of their artwork. You know yes. what I'm saying? Here, I'm talking now, so you can see the artwork on YouTube. It's pretty cool. I actually got this the for... glare on the plastic, though. I know. Well, I mean, it's. I, I got that for ten bucks at an antique mall. Actually, that's awesome. I'm jealous. Would have been I need that record. Would have been great if uh, the uh, Johnny Cash sings Hank Williams record had not been some other record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bad day. Even doubt. So we they go back to Ken Kelly to make their cover. They go back to Eddie Kramer to make their record. They start off with "I Stole Your Love," which is wow. The barrel is scraping. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel on lyrical content. I do like the delay effect on Paul's vocals. Agreed. And I like another, the song. Another roly riff, roly bass, and uh, good drumming. Not a very great song, but like the effort was an A. The yeah. delivery was a, for, a C. They get an E for effort. An E for effort. Uh, Christine 16, fuck this shit. Moving uh, on. Well, I mean, like, no, we have to talk. We can't not talk about the song. Oh, it's a horrible. So, like, in its time... Was not terrible. It was not terrible. It's a really well written song. Paul likes, still has the piano. He loved to show it off. He played the piano part. Another uh, Jerry Lee Lewis kind of kiss tune. Another Motown. In many, in many ways, however you want to look at that. Yeah, Jerry Lee. Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis. Very clever of you, right there. Very Mm -hmm. R. Kelly of the time. Oh shit. Dean loves to write songs about him being a lecherous older guy. And bone-in teenagers, which is disgusting. Correct. Um, I know it was this the story of the day back then. That's not an excuse. 
Um, it's it's as a song. You can just hold it up as a song musically. It is. In fairness, you know, in 1977, this was not scandalous. This was not even terrifying. No, this was a thing. And the bass uh, however, line is great, but like you go back, I listened to it again, and I was like, oh, I can't listen that. See, Love Gun, yeah. I could only go one time through. Rock and Roll Over, I listened to again and again. Yeah, I mean, however, the issue is, it is 2022 yeah. for now. We can't. We just stand. Yeah. Going you know, Blind is a little more benign than this because I think yeah. it's a. There's like a fantasy element. It's that don't not mean sexual about, there's fantasy. No, there's no stalking. There's yeah, it's, there's a fantasy element to going blind that's not literal. This oh, is shit. literally a creepy fucking song and gross. Yeah, it, it's 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 stalking it's stalking a uh stalking a, a high girl, schooler. A yeah, young girl when you're a 35-year-old guy. Correct. Uh, uh moving on to Got Love for Sale, shitty song. Super shitty. Uh tomorrow and tonight filler at best not that bad and i will give them some again the motown i can tina turner i know Stacks, I, I, he's got I the agree. backing vocals they tried the backing vocals but a little there's like a little subtle in there tomorrow and tonight there's like a little catchiness in there it's not a good execution but like i like that they tried it i'm gonna be honest here you are making the greatest uh, argument for Paul Stanley's Soul Station that anyone has made so far, I, for, including Paul for sure. Including, including Paul, yes. Paul loves to say that's his jam. That's his. You know what? If, if you look at the record, it's definitely there. Mm. Uh, let's go ahead and flip this shit. Next, we get into "I'm Paul Stanley" and I have heard "Born Under a Bad Sign" by Albert King. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Love Gun, Love Gun. I know. Um, great song. It no is notes. a in it is in like yeah, it's an indelible song for them. It's definitely a top ten. Mm-hmm. They don't. I don't think they play it as much anymore, do they? Because he really can't sing it's, it. No, they still play it. They just lip sync. He cannot sing it. He no, he can't. He, he can't sing anything sing anymore. Yeah, but uh, Love Gun is badass. And uh, again, you have to go back to Role Models. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't oh, think yeah. you oh, see. Have you seen it? Oh, you meant like the movie. No, the movie Role Models. Uh. You know, his dick is the gun. And the song is about Paul Stanley's dick. It's great. It's just great. Actually, it's about Albert King's dick. It is, but, but, you know. uh, Moving on to Hooligan. Moving on to The worst worst Peter. Well, hold on. Hooligan's terrible. And it's the worst Peter Chris Kiss song that's not on the solo record. Yes. Um, It's really bad. No, Mainline is worse than this. Mainline is also pretty bad, but he didn't write it. Like, right, he didn't is, write it. He wrote this. He, he co-wrote this, and it's with Stan Penridge, his boy. Well, Stan Penridge Dude, is Stan... going to get a lot. Li- I mean, if you write a Beth, you get a lifetime fucking pass. Like that's it. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of. You know, yeah. Peter Chris is keeping Stan Penridge, and he's uh, rich. That dude's house is paid for. He's not having thanks, money troubles. Yeah. Christmas is always good. Uh, I'm going to come in here, and I know you don't like the song. I think Almost Human is great. And... You know what? Okay, hear me out. I'm going to interrupt this shit. Uh, I agreed until the moment I saw Gene Simmons solo play Almost Human. And I went, holy shit. I finally get it. No, great song. It's it's terrible. It's, well. It's it's like it's like Voldemort, right? Voldemort did terrible things, but great. No, I, I got to disagree. I think this is actually an excellent song. It's Fair beautifully enough. written and performed. I love the bass line. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. It is actually Gene being the creepy bad guy monster movie vibe he wanted to have. 
the only one it he could ever have did almost it. been a black sabbath song if it was a little heavier it's you are really, high i am not at all high and just had a few sips of this not good mid beer <laughs> and i wish i could hand this beer wish we were together so i could just give you this beer to drink because i can't uh, um the can is cool though continue uh, reeling flat. with the feeling don't stop continue <clears throat> oh yeah i know that song shovel up uh plaster caster fuck this shit oh so plaster caster is great though great like, unplugged if you don't listen to anything he says no i mean like they memorialize like a legendary you know what okay person In okay agreed that's amazing Not a terrible song they they immortalize the ladies that put rock stars dicks in plaster yeah awesome. no it's she's she just okay, passed but, away also did she oh, yeah I'm, she just that, died this year that's a that's unfortunate I feel and it's that. a very good however song. i worked at gnc and vitamin world for years where they sell yohimbe and so hearing dudes go i need to get my love going uh i whenever anybody uses the word love for dick i'm turned off it's cringy I, yeah it's cringy I, I picture all the dudes that came up to me talking about But like he can't say my dick is in her hands. He has to say my love is in her hands. Not in 1977 anyway. You cannot. Anyway. You could not. Great bass line. Everything is great except Jean's singing. Cor- yeah. Chorus. I don't know. Jean's lyrics. Jean's lyrics. Right. lyrics are not good, but Jean's all right. Jean's all right. All right. Uh, let us finish this piece of crap with uh, Then She Kissed Me. Fuck. Another one. Another cover. Anybody need this? Who asked for this? Like you're totally out of ideas. Again, did not come prepared. Came better prepared on the, on the last one. Came back to the studio somewhat unprepared. Went back to Eddie, who's not. Wait, did we even it. say shock me? Did we skip shock me? You we might skip have. shock me. Ace well, Frehley sang just... a song. The lyrics are terrible. Vocals are squiffy. Well, it's his first Solo. thing ever. Solo he is... claims he never sang a song before. This song. Solo is way overrated. Live, it's great. Live is great. Not great on here. It's a it's a filler song on here until they go play it on tour and then it's awesome with the Agreed. bombs and ne- oh my god, truth bombs. All right. Anyway, back to then he kissed. Then she kissed me. Uh, I loved then he kissed me in Goodfellas. Uh, also, started watching the Sopranos. Finally, I thought about doing a rewatch of the Sopranos. Actually, I've never watched. I'm I'm watching for the. First oh time. no! Now I kind of want to do it with you and, and analyze it. Every, we'll do maybe a Sopranos check. I'm week. halfway. I'm uh, I'm one disc into season two. Oh wow! Anywho. Oh, season two. You're yeah. you've made some some strides. All right. Well, Anywho, okay. so that is Love Gun. Love Gun is a record that happened. <clears throat> it is uh, it's a lot like a lot of Kiss records, unfortunately. The first three, that's when they blew their load. So here's a question. We, we, we'll, we'll separate the Alive and Alive 2 for a second. The first three are all pretty marginal with a few, with like a handful of great actual songs. The, the albums? The first three. Oh, no, The no, first no, three no. Kiss the, records. The first, the, first two are, the first two are great. For me, B pluses. Okay. Um, I think Dress to Kill has like one side that's an A, and then the yeah. rest of it is bad. Um, Dress to Kill's a C, mostly. And Dress to Kill is a C because With two A's in the songs, though. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but side side two is an A, side one is an F. That's totally true. Um, <laughs> and then this, that becomes the middle, the, right? And that becomes the latent motif. So what about going forward? So what about these three? These three, Destroyer, I'm sorry, B minus, Rock and Roll Over, C plus, Love Gun, B. So hear me, here's me now. Uh, Destroyer, B. 
despite how they try to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll over B plus despite everything because they it's their songs they wrote and the A's are A's and everything else is like a D. Yeah, not quite enough. Yeah, uh, except for the one with the lyrics that's the worst thing ever. And then Love Gun is a C straight up. Unfortunately, yeah. despite the two really it, great, it songs, is a C. And yeah, you Love, know, Love Gun and Shock Me are A's, and they and they don't really have another good song on these two records. The thing the- about Kiss is. Kiss is not an album band. They are a That's live crazy. band. They love to say how many albums they sold, but they're not an album band. Correct. They are like Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden is not an album band. I love them, but they're most of their albums have no personality. They're just an iron a thing Iron Maiden put out. It's a collection of songs, mostly, mostly. But that is every Kiss record basically, except for maybe four out of twenty. They are live Generous. records. It's not four. I'm being nice. Like I'm counting... and like... No, I'm counting Elder like and Carnival. Of the Elder. Oh, one of them count Carnival. One, two, Carnival and Elder. That's all. So that's me. But other than that, they've got a lot of. They've got a great song on every record that they do. Sometimes two. At least one. At least a lot one of terrible song. Truly, truly great track. A lot of songs and that should never be played again. Oh my God! Yeah, she's so European. That how that made it to a record. How that got played in front of uh, anybody else in the band. How that exists now. People still say they love it. I hate you if you do. A little, not seriously. But so now, what makes Kiss great is their aura of the live show, not their live show. They have created this mythos about how tight they were, how amazing they were, how big the stage show was no 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 and no it's mythos it's fake it till you make it and they're still faking it it wasn't until the 90s when their pyro exploded it wasn't until the aughts when their stage show got they never had a stage show let's let's call thing what it is gene flies in dynasty ace has a smoking guitar gene blows meaningful cool thing they do is aces smoking guitar because he's so great the guitar smokes so that's their mythos so they come back the live mythos and they dig for gold again with alive two frankly uh alive one is the best live record they've ever put out uh, and the thing about alive two i really dislike and i'm just going to grab it so i don't got to google the track list um it's not the live show from the time this is a fake live show some of the tracks are the budokan live tracks the basis of them are repurposed for a live two so the live two show at the forum in la it theoretically happened but it's not what they they didn't really record it for it so starts off with detroit rock city from budokan into King of the Nighttime World from Budokan. Into Ladies Room, which, God, I hate that song. Uh, it doesn't get better. Making Love, amazing song. I love this song. Wait, wait, wait. That's the one that was bad. I'm sorry. I got that confused with I don't. I Want You. Sorry. No, I, could, I mean, slight, slight change in lyrics, and this is not terrible. Uh, love Gun, again, 
you, what can you say about that that hasn't been said? Uh, anything that you could say about Love Gun? Paul Stanley has already said 20 times this week in interviews. Side two, calling Dr. Love Gene's last hurrah as a cool songwriter. Because this was actually fun. Christine Sick, uh, shock me, yay, Spraley, doing a thing with the truncated solo. And I don't understand why they have never given us a full Ace Fraley solo on a live record. They've always truncated them. It's Thoughts? called disrespect. Fair. Uh, Hard Luck Woman. That was never played live by Kiss ever up at this up to this point. It was not played live until the Unplugged Tour. So I don't know what the hell that was. Tomorrow and Tonight also never played live. You feeling okay? You're very sniffly on the mic. It's been rainy this week. I okay, apologize. just checking on your health and well-being. No, I am fine. I'm fine. It's just, it's been a really, it's it's one of those cool, you know, rainy Decembers like I love. Not snow, but rain. Uh, so then we get to side three, which is the last live side. I saw your love. Not a great tune. It's just not great. Uh, Beth, the idea of singing to a track, it, I, I just never could wrap myself around that and enjoy it. Uh, God of Thunder. This is the ultimate version of that song. You don't need Bob Ezrin's kids screaming into helmets. This is the one. Uh, I want you. This is the ultimate version of I want you. Shout it out loud. Great, great, great. The live portion of this record it has its ups and downs. It's not like a live. The thing about a live two versus a live one Live one was the was, I mean that was the set list. That was what they were playing at the time. I'm gonna Alive hold two, all my thoughts to the end. Fair. Live two was an amalgamation. They did not want to re-release any live tunes. Respect there. That's a great idea. However, you didn't play most of these. So now I'm burpy. I I finger fudged it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, side four. Ugh. I'm sorry. Most of this is bad. I like Rocket Ride, and I'm done. So, let's let's back up for a second. Um, this is the best Kiss live record, not Alive, and I'll tell you why. Because this is actually Kiss when they were successful. Because Alive is a is a worse lie than this lie. This album is a lie. This this quadruple sided album is a fucking damn lie. But well, yeah, it's a better lie than alive they are now successful wealthy they can sing what they mean the songs actually mean something in reality to the life they're living which is why the, the second set of kiss records are grittier they're not better but they're grittier they are better they're better and they're slightly grittier and more real because they are based in reality uh that being said <clears throat> If you're going to honk, mute yourself. Anyway, um, I guess you did. So if you're going to spew, spew into this, Phil. Anyway, Wayne's World reference. Um, side one of Alive 2 is great, even with the shitty songs. Um, we know this shit is farcical. And you do the big, big hits really shine. Uh, they Agreed. And unlike, mo you know, like also other bands that, like what band has ever done Two live albums in two and a half years. None, zero, except maybe Dream Theater with the bootlegs and shit. But uh, I like that they didn't repeat anything. 
they did have, I mean, Rock and Roll All Night Live was a big hit single. And I'm sure if one of these things had gotten, you know, more play, it would have been also. They were shooting for, they, they were trying to catch lighting on a bottle twice. I get I, that. You know, if it I, works once, yeah. it might have worked twice. I Want You is an incredible song. I actually don't like the live version of it as much because Paul does the extended eye. Whoa, 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 want you. I hate it. I wish he would have stopped. Somebody should have reined him in a little bit. Like Sean Delaney, sure. rein him in just a tad. He, sure. But Paul is feeling himself. He really oh, yeah. is an incredible front man at this time. Agreed. And one of the best voices of this era and very underrated. Oh, totally. Um, Dr. Love is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God of Thunder. That's where Gene put in the old firehouse stuff with the breathing fire. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, no. He spat blood. Oh, yeah. Instead, but the bass uh, solo. There's, um, I want to say it's out of the old TV show 321 Contact on PBS in the 70s. Oh, my and 80s. lord. Taking it way back. So they had an episode on Kiss and they went and visited Kiss on tour. Obviously, this is the 80s, so it's a little mm-hmm. after this. But they worked, they showed you behind the scenes how Kiss does all the things that Paul's guitarist. The, the smash guitar is already smashed and the smoke bomb and how you put it into the Les Paul without melting the uh, pickups, which happened a few mm-hmm. times. And then they go into this thing. They had jeans. The soundboard has a set, a separate module in it instead, not just the mix of the live sound, but jeans vocals are processed because Gene doesn't sound like I am the Lord of the West. He does not sound like that. He doesn't sound like that's not how his voice sounds. Right. But they modulated his voice. The he did start talking to the crowd a little bit more. Whoa, yes. whenever he's speaking, that voice like a vocoder, not quite a vocoder like in the air tonight, but it's on there. Or dogs by Pink Floyd. I saw as a vocoder. So I really love the three sides of Alive. And I'm gonna tell you, two of those side four songs are fucking amazing. Okay absolutely amazing which two do you think i'm gonna say rocket ride and all american man no all american man is good not great it's good i don't like the lyrics but it's a good song larger than life is amazing it's a great kiss song incredible riff phenomenal grooves and an amazing solo an amazing solo by ace bob whatever ace bob doesn't matter apparently Pantera recorded a cover of this that we've never heard, recorded, but never put it out of Larger Than Life. Mm -hmm. Um, I would pay a lot of good money to get that bootleg or something. Um, I think Alive 2 is the most realist Kiss record there is. Alive 3, I don't care about. The Symphony, I don't care about. I should have never did those. It should not even exist, straight up. I like those. I know you love them, but they shouldn't exist. You're allowed to love stuff that I hate, and I'm allowed to hate stuff that you love. We're going to fight it out harder next week, promise you. But like, I think Alive 2 is actually better than Alive for a lot of those reasons I said. And I, I really love it. And The uh, thing about Alive second, that I like... It was the, the second thing, vinyl I ever bought beside Rock and Roll Over. It was Alive 2. Uh, here's the last thing I'm going to say this week. Besides, thank you, Keithy. I love, I love these conversations. And I hope everybody else listening loves them too. Last thing I'm going to say, I'm going to let you take us out. I did last week, I believe. I've been drinking. I don't know. Me? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this, then you get a word, and then I'll take this out. Uh, Alive 1, what makes it better than Alive 2 in my mind? Two things. One, it's the legit set list. Two, it is the sound of the concert we believe they played. Three, that's it. 
Well, all right. I already gave my refutation of that already. But right, will, fair enough. I, I will say that Alive Alive 2 is awesome. Alive 2 has is just like I can't tell you how many hours I stared at that open gatefold and dreamed that I could be at a KISS show while my douchebag brother that was 10 years older than me was going to KISS shows and I'll seeing you, this fucking drum riser with Peter on top of these drums. And um, I'll tell you this. I remember when 1996 was the first time I saw them. It was July 1996, July 3rd. And I had had a live two. I bought a live two first because Ace Frehley sang a song on it. So alive. This is one of the rare times where the first thing I heard is not my favorite in the end. But I remember looking at the gatefold on my CD, of course, because it was the 90s, thinking, holy crap, this is what the stage for the Kiss show is going to look like in three months, in four months, in two months, in one month, the next week. It was basically the same thing without the stairs. I, so same thing, basically. Same. And, I, and I loved that that anticipation and that is what kiss is kiss is an, an entity who's able to capture your imagination in a way that most bands can't their their mystique their abilities their mystique their ability to capture your imagination eclipses the oftentimes lackluster song craft Nick is far more eloquent and smarter than I will ever be. But I will say this. I'm gonna, as usual, I'm going to take this to a down note, as I oh, always shit. do, because I'm negative as fuck. If you love Kiss, if you care about Kiss, if you're still listening, you must care about Kiss. You can't possibly hate Kiss and have listened this far. But if probably. You, if, <laughs> yeah, probably. if you love Kiss, <laughs> we Love Gun and Alive 2 are really the beginning of the end of the classic kiss in my mind. No, no episode next week. No, no, it is the end. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, when you you get one of those chocolate oranges for Christmas and you smash it, that's what kiss is becoming under that foil. They're smashed. What they they started out as. Alive too is the climax. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that they didn't show up to their own most important record of their career three straight times and still got platinum records out of it is mind blowing. But like, okay, at least the other two were a little more put together. I mean, obviously, Destroyer is the one everybody remembers because of the, you know, incredible songs, the few good ones. But like, and it sold the most records, but like the other two records are actually better records. We've established that. But like, this is, they didn't come prepared. They are the luckiest band. They are the they are the luckiest band. They are the most accidental trend setting band. It was accidental success of all time for a bunch of guys that act like they planned it this way. Correct, and that's yeah. you know Good what place Let's, to end it. Great place to end it. What do you got to say? Anything? I'm all done. Uh, it's going to get worse from here. <laughs> Love you, pal. <laughs> Love you too. This is the end of the good times. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this. Hopefully, you're going to come back for next week for the greatest kiss times never. Uh, got nothing else. I, I can't I can't sugarcoat this. Uh, eat some snow caps when you listen next week. This is the Glacier Musical Podcast. It doesn't play in Peoria. <laughs>